What's up, legends? Welcome back to another episode of Bold Podcast by Legendary Youth. I'm Rose, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brianna, as always. <laughs> um, so to begin with, let's. Er, I'm going to thank everyone for subscribing, downloading, and listening to the podcast. And we have a new series, which is the, s- the month of spiritual growth. By the way, can we talk about the fact that we do have series and we just never talk about them? I and know, we just right? go with the flow of things. <laughs> for real. Anywho, um, today's episode is about fearing God. And for our guests, we have Daniel and Rocio Gonzalez. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Um, hi, my <laughs> name is Rocio, and I am a um, legendary youth pastor here at La Palabra de Dios. We've been, um, me and my husband, have been pastors for quite a while now. We've, um, it's been a journey. <laughs> We've seen a lot of the, the young kids grow and they're leaders now. And so um, we are, we've been married for almost 15 years. We have three beautiful kids and we just love serving God. We love, we're passionate about, you know, the youth ministry and, um, and we get encouraged just when the, you know, youth grows and, when we see them grow passionate about God. And so my husband, Daniel. My name is Daniel. (coughs) My wife pretty much said everything already. (laughs) (laughs) I am also the youth pastor here at Legendary Youth and um, really excited for what God has for us. Amen. Amen. Wait, did you guys, you you also um, grew up in church, Daniel? Yes, I was um, pretty much, well, yeah, you could say I was born in church. Um, Yeah, my mom, when she was pregnant, accepted God, and so I was born in church and raised in church my whole life, and still in it and still going <laughs> at it. Dang, that's dope. Yeah. yeah, we have that in common. So I was a <laughs> PK like, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we both grew up in church, so um, we've we've seen it, we've we've experienced it. Um, let's begin with what is the fear of God, or what does it mean to fear God? Um, I think that a lot of times there's like misconceptions, I guess, that people have when it, when people say, you know, you should fear God. Um, I think some people think like there's this God in heaven who looks down on us and he's condemning us for, you know, our bad behaviors or that we should feel scared um, when we do something wrong because God is wanting to punish us. And um, I think that a lot of the times the reason why we have this distorted view of um, fearing God is that we haven't understood who God is or we don't know God in his totality. And um, yes, God is a God who can punish and he can discipline if, if that's what he feels like he needs to do. But God is also a God who rewards and who blesses us and um, who is filled with grace and with love. And what I was thinking of was um, kind of if, if you think about, you know, leaders, leaders in our world, which could be a boss or a teacher or, you know, anyone who's a leader. And I was thinking of the different characteristics. And um, I was thinking about how I had this professor in college when I was taking a finance class. And he was just, he was so mean. And he would put people (laughs) on the spot and he would call on people. And like, you, 
had to answer really fast or he'd just start getting on you and it was embarrassing you know he would degrade people and so going into this class for me was like I wasn't motivated to learn I was just like you were scared I was scared like (laughs) it was just a scary experience (laughs) yeah once a week I was like horrified to go to this class (laughs) and um then I had other teachers who expected a lot of me but did it in a in an inspirational way you know Mm -hmm. it was motivational and so um I knew that I could fail but I knew that what they wanted for me was for me to grow and learn and so I think that that's the difference you know God is not that angry teacher that wants to punish us and put us down God is Mm -hmm. that teacher that wants us to grow and to learn because he sees the potential that that we have and so um there's this verse in Psalms 111.10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so fearing him is not to be scared, but to acknowledge that he watches us and to respect him and obey him and, and following his commandments. <clears throat> to add to that, to what is the fear of God, since I said earlier, um, I grew up in church my whole life. And when I grew up, the fear of God they kind of threw it at you a little bit more more dangerous. They threw it at you like it was fear of God. Like, you're going to go yeah, to hell. <laughs> you do something bad, you're going to go to hell. And, I mean, at the time, yes, it's really not the right way, but it actually helped me because I knew growing up that if I were to say a bad word or if I were to do something I wasn't supposed to do, like a lightning was going to come down and strike me, <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and it was going to end my life. So... I mean, sometimes that is the bad fear that we shouldn't teach about, but then it's the good fear, like the fear of what your parents do for you. A lot of times you do good because you're going to get rewarded by your parents, not because you're afraid of them, but the fear that you have for them, it's not fear of evil. It's not fear. It's respect. Mm -hmm. It's something that comes with, you know, knowing your parents, knowing what they want you to do, and then they will reward you with that. I think to um, also say, like, to add, what you said on Friday at the panel where you're like, you know, I didn't want to do anything because I didn't want to disappoint my dad. I feel like that's also fearing God. Cause I know yeah. a lot of people that are like, duh, I fear God. I don't want to go to hell. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it shouldn't come from there. Yeah. Your yeah, love for like, him shouldn't come from there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, so that's the only reason why you like follow Christ. Cause you don't want to go to hell. No. But I'm like a lot of people, honestly, that's what they think fearing God is. Fearing God is the complete opposite of going to hell. Fearing God is knowing <laughs> that he has the key for your salvation. Yeah. That's the fear that we should have is that knowing that he is the one that will allow us to have eternal life with him. Yeah. So I OK, so I was like doing research on the topic and I was kind of like low key amazed because there's like an actual definition for like the fear of God, which yes. is a sense of respect. Yeah. And I think many people don't understand that. Like it pretty much sums up what everyone has been saying It's it's a sense of respect, whether you respect him enough to really fo- follow his commandments or not, you know? And if you want to go the other way, go the other way. Don't. <laughs> go, don't. Don't, you know, maybe don't, but because um, maybe then you will go to hell. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's more so of a sense of respect. And I think, um, at least for me growing up, it was, like, I wasn't so much scared of my parents and their punishments, if not, like, the consequences God would make me pay. But I was never scared of, like, going to hell, you know? So it's a sense of respect. Um but then that leads us to why is it important to fear God? Well, I think that um, the way that I see it, when you fear God, it becomes a strong weapon against sin. 
um, you know, we live in a society where everything is like sin driven, everything, the laws that are being passed, um, social media, TV, music, everything goes against what God teaches as being moral and correct. And so it doesn't mean, I feel like we have to understand that it doesn't mean that we have to live like the world. And what, what God was kind of showing me was, you know, those puppets, the string puppets yeah, that yeah. have like all the cords <laughs> and someone is basically maneuvering the puppet from up above. And I feel like a lot of Christians have allowed their emotions and their language and their actions to kind of be manipulated by the world. Like we're not allowing God to drive those things. We're allowing the world to drive those mm -hmm. things. And when you have the fear of God, it kind of convicts you to do the right thing. You know, you're not your, your thoughts and, and your mindset isn't based on what the world is telling you is right, but you have your own strong convictions that, mm -hmm. that, you know, God has placed in your heart. Why is it important to fear God? <clears throat> to me, it's you pretty much put God as first in your life. And kind of like my, what my wife said, putting God first in your life is you're going to start doing the right things. When you fear God, your ways change, that your actions change because you know that God is first in your life. So I feel like it's really important to fear God. Um, so something that I found was that fearing God allows you to allows your faith to grow stronger yes. which is so interesting because most of the time when you like think about like fear you don't necessarily think about like growing strong. i mean yeah you do but then you don't you know it's not like oh my god like this is gonna make me stronger no it's like i'm terrified for my life you know and it's also it also talked about like how it just it kind of keeps you going you know and you grow more of an awe towards god rather than like a fear you know like an actual legit fear so yeah well, so when you when you fear God, you um, it's kind of like fire. A lot of times we see as fire as burning as bad. Yeah. But we don't realize how many good comes from fire. It heats up our food. It oh, keeps I was us like, warm. what comes good from fire? I was it, like, it, we just it, it, turns, it turns on the the fire to our candles for our birthday yeah. parties. Sometimes we fear something, but we don't realize how good it is for us and how much we can use it in our everyday life. That's yeah, really that's good. so true. Yeah, I've never thought example. about fire mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what comes good from fire? And uh, also to keep in mind just that, you know, at the moment, most of us are saved, people who are listening. Um, and so at the moment when we accept Jesus, we received a great gift, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, I know we've all experienced it where we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. We're watching something mm -hmm. we shouldn't be watching. And there's that voice inside of us that says, hey, like there's something going on right now that you yeah. shouldn't be doing, that you sh your eyes shouldn't be seeing, mm -hmm. that you shouldn't be experiencing. And a lot of people want to shut down that voice and they don't realize, hey, it's that Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit that's convicting you yeah. to keep you, you know, fearful of, of what God needs you to do yeah. to stay aligned to your purpose and your calling. Yeah, I also think we're going to say something. No. Okay. <laughs> I also think that especially if you if you are someone that shares the word of God, I think it's so important to have that fear just to make sure that what you're saying is not you speaking, if not God speaking, mm -hmm. you know? I think that's very key. At least in my opinion. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I know that I've um I feel like growing up I 
you know, at a very young age, my mom had this prophecy. And I mm-hmm. think I was like maybe, um, I don't know, I must have been like 14 at the time. I was young, maybe younger. And she had this dream that she saw me preaching and she was telling me this dream so excited or a vision I'm not sure what it was but she said I saw you preaching to a crowd and it was you you just you were older but it was your your (laughs) small face and and ever since then there was like a little bit of a fear in me like when I go up and preach when I share the word I I never want it to be me you know I always want whatever whatever I say whatever my message is I want to make sure that it really comes from the heart of God Mm -hmm. because there is that fear of saying something that is your personal opinion rather than what God really wants you to say yeah and okay let's say you've fallen off the path <laughs> and you want to renew your fear. What would you do? <laughs> Let's say you've you just lost it. You're like at rock bottom, you know. Or it's like, how can you lose the fear, and how can you bring it? Back? Okay, yeah. Let's start with it. how can you okay. lose the fear. How do you Whoa. know even if you have a fear? Like, oh, just oh. Well, I think that like what I just what I talked about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, I think like that conviction is inside mm-hmm. of you, but the the far you the farther you go from God the less you can hear that voice mm-hmm. because you're you're moving into a place where God doesn't want you to be. Yeah. And so um, if, if you're moving along, you're not going to hear that voice. And so it takes you to places that you wouldn't normally go. And so I think that that's how you know you've, you've suddenly things that weren't accepted before that you didn't do before yeah. are okay now, you mm-hmm. know? And I've been among so many Christians that are like, oh, well, this is okay. And they justify why they do it now when they didn't do it before, why it was, it's okay now, but before it wasn't holy. And so it's it's always good to check our spiritual life and say, well, how how am I with God? You know, am mm-hmm. I like 100% with God? And then I know my convictions are well and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit or am I far from God? Have I drifted away? And mm-hmm. maybe I'm not hearing the Holy Spirit talk to me that clearly anymore. Well, like the Bible says, it's better to never have known me than to have known me because mm-hmm. it's true. I know a lot of people that know God and drifted away. And it kind of sucks because they try to enjoy their life, but the Holy Spirit's still there and it yeah. tells them. So they can never truly be free. They can be at the club, but in their <laughs> back of their mind, in the back Rose. of their mind, <laughs> the God's Crying always the there. So you're like truly not... You're truly never going to be happy because yep. you know who Christ is. It's so <laughs> true. My true story. My cousin, I remember oh, he would, right. he would laugh. Be like, I was also crying at the club. <laughs> no, my cousin would say that the first time he, he was like high on weed or whatever, that like he was super high, but in his mind, he's like, God, forgive me. <laughs> like, I know I'm sinning. Like, that's just because you've already been convicted. Like, yeah. you know, the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Do you want to speak about your personal experience? Well, it sounds of, like you want to say Most something. of our listeners have heard. <laughs> what, what was the secular music? Yes. If you guys haven't heard it, go back and listen. But basically, yeah, that's what happened to me. I, um, I, duh, like I was in church and I left. And then I went to a club and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying and people thought I was drunk, but I was just crying because I knew I shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was really sad. But okay, so maybe maybe you could speak to us about your personal experience. Like, how did you begin to renew your fear? 
I don't even know how I did right. it. <laughs> I honestly don't. I'm so grateful for having an amazing sister-in-law that mm-hmm. always would be like, Rose, what are you doing? No, Rose. Like instilling, like just talking about God with me. Yeah. Because my sister and my, um, my sister too, my sister has always helped me. My sister and my mom go to church, but it was, I'm like heck of far from them. <laughs> like we live like 45 minutes away. So mm-hmm. when, when I was with my sister-in-law, we would always talk and then I, w- I would ask questions and I knew about God. I was just not trying to hear it. Cause you know, when, when you leave, you're not trying to hear it. Yeah. Or even when people are trying to be nice to you and be like, Oh, Rose, this Rose that you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I know. <laughs> like, sh- I know, but just constantly hearing it and then also seeing them change helped me a lot. Mm hmm. And then I don't know. I don't know how I got so back. So that's good. Enough. That's like having a support system. Yeah. I guess that's one way that you can, you know, renew like having, having a, the people around you. What mm-hmm. is that called? Having a person that someone to keep you accountable. There you go. Mm-hmm. Somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah. Is always good. <coughs> but I mean, we don't always have somebody yeah, accountable. <laughs> Unfortunately. And, um, <laughs> Maybe you are that person. No, that people yeah, are no, If you're <laughs> out there and listening and you could be accountable for somebody. Yeah. Um, renewing your thing is kind of like a breakup. <laughs> you, you break up with Christ <laughs> okay, and, and like, how what? you get back with Christ by your yeah. actions. Mm-hmm. So to renew yourself, like I've never left Christ mm-hmm. completely. There's been times. I don't where think you can ever leave Christ. No, you can't leave Christ yeah. and have the Holy but Spirit. But I haven't drifted away to where I could say like, man, I super messed up. I've been yeah. maybe discouraged. And the way that I bring myself back is by getting to know him again, mm-hmm. by reading his scriptures. by Even if you don't feel it, guys, no, yeah, do it. If you yeah. don't feel it, trust me, it helps us out. It helps our marriage out. When we are drifted away from each mm-hmm. other, we, we founded our marriage with Christ. Yeah. And what holds us together is Christ. So we know when our marriage is shaky, it's because one of us ain't doing right with Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to bring no, it back, good, yeah. you have to, you know, get to know, get to know Christ. You, like sometimes we come to church. But just by going somewhere, you're not going to get to know who that person is mm-hmm. if you don't have intimate time with him, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't talk to him at a daily time. You have yeah. to. A lot of times people think you have to kneel down in the altar to pray to God. No. You could pray to God while you're in your car, while you're walking. Yeah. It should be a continuous, continuous speaking with him. That's yeah. the way you renew yeah. it. I always think of, you know, when I think of someone who fears God, like God always brings Job or like even when I'm going through a hard time, I think of Job. And um, like that's one of my favorite stories because it talks, the Bible says, you know, how he had, you know, like 10 kids and Mm -hmm. he had all of this money. You know, he was really wealthy and he was um, he had all this cattle and and he was just he was like on top of the world, basically. And um, God says to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And the thing that he says, it says, yeah, he's um, he's blameless and upright. It says he's a man who fears God. Mm -hmm. And so by saying that, we know that God approves of someone who fears him. And then we see that God decides to take everything away, everything away from, from Job. He, and I can only imagine he not only loses one child, but he loses all 10 children in one day. day. And I'm just like, God. And then it says that, um, that Job worships. And he says, God has given and God has taken away. And so I just think that the reason why Job was so strong is because of the same thing that Daniel said. He 
had grown in his knowledge of who God was. Like he understood God's sovereignty. He understood that God knows best, you know, that his plans for us are perfect. And so knowing God definitely, um, the closer you grow to God, the closer you know, the more intimacy you have with God, then the more the fear of God will be there, will Mm -hmm. be in your life. And when you said, when you said that, Daniel, we know what I thought of, like when you said, you can come to church and then you still won't be like spiritual, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought of like, <laughs> don't laugh at me guys, but I thought of when I used to go to the gym. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> We've all seen those people there. <laughs> yeah. I used to just go to the gym to go to the gym. You know, I was like thinking that, wait, what does that mean? Like, like you would just, I never got fit. I mean, look at me. I never got <laughs> fit. I just, well, not you go. personally, Rose, but we've all seen those people at the gym that kind of just walk around, yeah, but oh, they're, okay. but they're not doing anything yeah. like, or like even post. Cause you know, people come and they can like post that they're at church, but Ooh. you're like, dang, your actions don't even show yeah. it. So that's, that's a huge thing. You got to put in work and there has to be to some see. fruit, right? There has to yeah. be some fruits that you see. Yeah. In order to see fruit, you got to put in work. They don't come just easily like that. No. Okay. So how would a renewed fear of the Lord encourage you to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel? Did I say that right? Did I read that right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I miss some words? It's just a long question. Just, I'm like, I'm going to need you to, to rearrange it for my brain. <laughs> Hold on. Well, I think one verse that I really like is Romans 12, 2. And it talks about the renewing of our mind. And I don't think that we realize that in order to really change, we have to truly renew our mind because our mind um, forms this conviction that we then hold in our heart. And then this conviction becomes our actions. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us to walk in a way where God wants us to walk, um, our mind has to be renewed. And it all comes down to how do we renew our mind Well, the only way to really renew our mind comes to basics like scripture. You have to be reading your scripture prayer. You have to be like intentional prayer, like actually praying, not like this, you know, these things that you hear at church that you feel like you need to repeat or this Mm -hmm. repetitive prayer, but a really honest and sincere prayer to God. Yeah. I also think that when you do have like a renewed fear or fear itself, you're obviously your your relationship with god is obviously strong and you've obviously driven like you've driven into the word and you've read it and you actually live it meaning that you are a representation of christ you know and you actually live up to his image as you should so yeah that's my answer to that (laughs) 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 i'm putting that one out there (laughs) anyone else (laughs) yeah well i mean going back to that couples thing i mean you could always bring things because our relationship with god is a couple thing yeah Yeah. so when you renew yourself when you fall in love with somebody everything is like roses everything is is renewed everything is new you Mm -hmm. just fall in love with christ (laughs) and it's the honeymoon stage so that's why it's always good to continuously Mm -hmm. renew your fear of god renew yourself with god because you continuously keep falling in love with him and you keep trying to please him and you keep trying to do everything that he wants us to do it's kind of like, never mind, I'm not going to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's saying too much. Well, I think an important thing, like he said, you know, when you, um, if you don't find yourself serving or active, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's really important. Like you yeah. should always be plugged in somehow because that yes. keeps you accountable. I feel like, you know, um, 
our our youth group has expanded and I find myself um, needing from God more because mm-hmm. I'm like, God, like, You're like there's too yes, <laughs> I need like I need direction. <laughs> I need guidance. Like, give me, you know, some revelation. And yeah. I find myself, you know, like, Peter, give me the spirit of wisdom. <laughs> give me the spirit <laughs> of knowledge. Like, I need that because and so it's important to, um, you know, to keep yourself connected mm-hmm. in some in some way, doing something active with the church where where you're feeling useful and it's a way of keeping yourself accountable. Yes, definitely do keep yourself connected, but don't overdo it. <laughs> don't. Okay. <AKA> we, <laughs> yeah. Priorities prioritize yes. and learn how to prioritize. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But no, I think that helped me a lot too this time because in my old church, I wasn't really active after my leadership role. Um, when I had stopped that, I kind of just like stopped everything. <laughs> I would l- cry at the club <laughs> after I cried at the club. No, even before that, like I had, they told me I couldn't be a leader anymore because mm-hmm. I was living with my boyfriend, which is not my husband. But after that, I had just stopped and I was like, it kind of built something in me that I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything, you mm-hmm. know, f- yeah. like for this, because they can't accept me how I am. Blah, 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 blah. They can't accept me for who I am. Yeah. And then it's just like. <laughs> When you have that type of attitude, you're kind of blocking God from blessing you with mm-hmm. what what you what he wants from you. Like before, it's crazy because I used to do the media at my old church. Yeah. And <laughs> it's crazy. Like I can see it now and I'm like, dang, God, you were preparing me for like what I'm doing now. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I was never imagined. No. Yeah, for real. Because I'm like, I used to do the lives. I used to do social media. I did their website. I did everything. YouTube. And it's like back then that was a lot. <laughs> I was like, live. it was a lot. And now when I had stopped, I stopped it completely. And I'm like, dang, imagine if I would have just kept going, Mm -hmm. how far I would have been now. Yeah. Because I just got back into it. So it's like, don't stop yourself too. like, don't have that resentment or anger stop you from serving because serving is really like an honor honestly Mm -hmm. so how would you approach that because that kind of got my attention like the fact that you said like you know that you were serving but you weren't right with god and so you were removed from your position like how would you approach someone now that maybe wants to be a leader question goes for you because you are what (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to ask rose here i know but the reason why is because you are a pastor so i'm assuming you do yeah. have to have that conversation with someone. Yeah. I was having this conversation with someone uh, yeah. a, a week ago. Uh-huh. And we were talking about like sometimes when you when you do hold like a title, you do have to talk to the people that are un- underneath you. I don't yeah. know if that's the right term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you do have to sit there and tell them like, hey, are you in it or are you not? Or like, what's up? If you need a break, take it, you know? Yeah. And so how would you exactly. approach that? Well, that's why I'm asking Rose because I know I've been in that yeah. position where we've where people aren't necessarily living the way that they Mm -hmm. should be living to you know be in leadership and so we've had to have that hard conversation like you need to maybe remove yourself or get back on track you know and so that's why i'm and so that's why i'm asking rose like (laughs) you uh, sit them on that chair you're like you're not gonna move (laughs) you know rose was actually just said she experienced that on the other end and so i'm just like how how do you make that better like how do you encourage them to keep going awkward conversation (laughs) i mean it is hecka awkward it's hecka awkward but i think like looking back at it now i totally agree with pastor i was like dude like right now i'm like dude you're right but at the moment you didn't realize i was like bro how could you you know it kind of <laughs> hurt it yeah. hurt because i'm like i'm the only one that does this now like who's gonna do it mm-hmm. and it's like he's he told me he's like i'd rather someone that's like right standing do it rather than like somebody that's like half in half out which i hecka understand now now 
but it did hurt me but i don't know maybe like not have like such a high position but at the same time <laughs> if you're like if no, yeah. if you're if you're in church for i was in church for like five years i mean i knew what's right from wrong like come <laughs> on now i didn't have to like he didn't have to tell me i already mm-hmm. knew so i think that that's i don't know that's hard i also think that your words really matter especially if you're trying to tell someone like you're not on the right path you know he he said the right words he's really nice yeah. i really like i really like <laughs> him. you're like now i like you okay? now i forgive you <laughs> yeah no I, I agree with him he's he's a great pastor but it's just it was me it mm-hmm. was me taking things like up the butt <laughs> if i can say that i don't even know if i can say yeah. that yeah <laughs> but is it because you knew you were wrong and someone was calling you out yeah i think so you know what i think It'd so be like that yeah <laughs> it's hard it's that's the, yeah that's hard because you never want to discourage someone from serving when yeah. yeah when their heart wants to serve but then there's just so okay actually that's a really good question because i was a few months ago <laughs> i was speaking to someone and i told them i was like what if you want to add someone to the team but you don't know where they are like they may be fairly new and right now they're on fire but what if their fire burns out later like what do you do you know like do you sit like what do you do and they're like, well, you can't kick them off the team. I was like, well, what if they're not on the right path? Like, do you just mm-hmm. allow them to serve or, you know, like, how do you go? I'm well, just I just think that there's because um, you don't like you say, you don't want to discourage them. Yeah, I think that it's important if someone is coming to Christ and they want to serve. I think it's important, like, you know, kind of not start at the bottom because it sounds bad right (laughs) but not give them such a high position but but yeah start start off doing maybe things where you're not exactly the face of you know of a of a whole leadership Mm -hmm. or of a whole department um because obviously once you are in a position where you're the face of that department you you need to represent Christ yeah. well because I, yeah, you need to re- you need to walk in a way that that reflects who Jesus is, mm-hmm. and that's just point blank. Because how many, um, you know, pastors have we seen fail, and then it's yeah. like they have all of these people underneath, and they feel you know like you let us down, you know. So our actions have to reflect. So I think it's you know if you're someone who's passionate about serving and you're coming in, you're really not going to care where they put you because mm-hmm. you're AKA okay, signs. Yeah, AKA <laughs> so, signs. Yeah, a shout out <laughs> since I'm the one in charge. Like, what if you guys need somewhere to work, we need people on signs. Also, we also need people for Overflow Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> but also to know that no position is greater than no. the other. No, it all yeah. depends. Yeah, that it all depends on how your heart you know if your heart is doing it like a hundred percent i'm making coffee at overflow cafe but i'm doing it with a joyous heart yeah (laughs) Yeah. sometimes it's sometimes god sees that and he honors that more than if you're you know a pastor and you're just angry all the time yeah Yeah. so yeah so it all everything that we do the bible says everything that we do we do it um for god whether it's you know parenting a child or working or even or ministry yeah um well i can just to on that renewal i would encourage you to like we've been saying Mm -hmm. get connected because you need to be accountable always be connected try to serve try to be involved or get a your circle matters a lot who you hang out with will keep you accountable and that will keep you renewing your spirit with god so i just say get just work get get to working because god needs all of us yeah, and sometimes it's okay, guys, to fast from your friends. <laughs> oh, yes. Because... Fast social media. 
Social media. Well, yeah. Not anymore, but <laughs> I used to do that. Yeah. No, I think it's so important to sometimes like it's a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to go to church because they're little like holy people or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes you need to get around <laughs> those people. No, but sometimes you need to get connected with with church, like how Daniel was saying, you know, like get involved and then start making friends with the people there and like that. They can We're influence friendly, you. I promise. Oh, yes. yeah. Some of us are just awkward at me. <laughs> 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 no, like get like whoever who is influencing you. That's a big thing. Like if you're getting influenced by your friends from the world, I mean, you're going to end up doing it stuff is, or, like that. I want to share some when we, me and um, Rocio were dating is I was hanging around my cousins a lot. And like we're, you know, to that topic. And my cousins are not Christian, so they cuss. They start saying stuff. And I was never one that cussed at all. But I hung out with them so much that once on our date, the piece of meat came out. And I slipped. I slipped. And I said a bad word. And I was like, like, how is that possible if that's not part of my language? But it's who you hang out with. It rubs off. It rubs off. So what was wrong with the meat? (laughs) It was was just small. This is a small piece of steak yeah. just with an added word in there. <laughs> um, and I was like, Beth? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and um, I mean, I he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I knew that he had been around his cousins a lot. He had had a, one of his uncles had passed away and he was spending a lot of time there. And um, I was so just you like, like, you're not going. <laughs> I think he himself realized like, OK, I need to I need to stay away. And whatever that is, sometimes it's a person. A group of people sometimes it's a thing you know social media um personally i don't have social media and everyone's like why don't you have social media and i really strongly believe that social media is not meant for everyone and um (laughs) i really don't running social media no no i just don't think that everyone benefits or can use it the way everybody is meant for school (laughs) i'm not meant for school (laughs) Brianna Maybe. will tell you <laughs> I am not meant for school. I just feel You're like smart in your own way. <laughs> I'm cute, like you said. I'm cute. <laughs> Rose, you're smart. Don't tell yourself anything other than that. Oh my god. Um, I just think like, you know, for me personally, I feel like if I had social media, I wouldn't benefit from it. Like mm-hmm. for me it would I, I know my weaknesses. I know yeah. that I could be judgmental. Yeah. So I'd rather not put myself in a situation where I know I could, you know, fail. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it takes that much to be like, okay, I know myself. I know how I could think. I know how I could react. And so i rather, you know, set myself apart from these group of people or from mm-hmm. this, you know, from this platform or whatever it is. That's dope. I'd be trying to like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to delete my social media. And how I'm like, no, but I can to work. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to make that work? <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to delete like my personal page. Okay. And I'm like, no, because I can preach the word of God, but I don't ever do it. <laughs> Instead, so I'm you just giving myself. Um, no, I mean, balls. it's good. You <laughs> Trader <know>? Joe's talk. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> She's like, this is what I got from Trader Joe's. You love it though. I love it. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, that's a, that's a huge distraction. No, but that's a lot. That's a good point because. Um, I, I listened to Isaiah Saldivar and he's like, you can't even spend one. I was like, dang, he's like, you can't even spend one hour praying, but you can spend an hour on TikTok and you don't even know that how it's an hour. Yeah. How and true it's is that? so true. Cause I mm-hmm. spent like three hours on TikTok 
in one sitting. I had to delete it. Well, it's sad to me. Like when I mean, you can't go to restaurants right now, but when you would go to restaurants and you'd see a whole family and like there's no interaction because everyone's on their phone. (laughs) And I'm just like, you know, and I I heard a preaching, too, about how um, this 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 lady was preaching about how now kids are on their phones, you know, like during church time. And that's how parents keep them distracted. And I'm like, okay, like instead of them sitting there and soaking in the presence of God and learning um, how to be reverent there. And I've been a bit, I've, I've done that, you know, (laughs) it's just so easy. (laughs) It's just so easy to, to make them, you know, quiet down. But sometimes it's, it's just not always the best tool. If yeah. it's if it's not used properly, mm-hmm. I agree. Anywho, now we're off track. Yeah, no. yeah, we're <laughs> totally <laughs> off track now. We're talking about well, let's go back to the podcast. fear of God. <laughs> um, there's um, really nothing else unless you guys want more. Add unless you guys want to add a little bit more. Um, well, just to encourage people to, um, I think that fearing God goes hand in hand with obedience. I feel like they meet right there because. Um, if you do fear God, then you're you're going to walk according to what his word says. And like Rose said, on Friday at, at youth, I mentioned how growing up, you know, I had a good a good dad. I had a really good earthly father. And he um, when I when I grew up, he had all of these ridiculous rules that I had to follow. Right. That just I knew that they were so unfair to me at the moment. They seemed so, so unfair, unfair. Right. So unfair. really unfair. Yeah. <laughs> when, I still have flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I have PTSD. He had these really crazy, for those of you who weren't here on Friday, I talked about how my dad had these crazy dating rules and I could only go out once a week. It was Saturdays and it was six to eight. And when time changed, it was like five to seven. You can't even see a whole movie at that time. No, literally me and Daniel would be at a movie theater and I'd be like, I need to get home. Like we'd walk out. We wouldn't finish watching the movie because I knew I had to be home by 8 p.m. Have you guys finished them now? We probably went back and finished the ending. I don't know. But we'd walk out of movies like we we would just rush out. And so I knew like his his rules were so ridiculous. But but um I never disobeyed him. I never broke his rules because I knew that I wanted him to approve of me because he had been a good dad, because mm-hmm. he had provided what I needed, because he would constantly remind me. And at my home, I saw this, my dad who was a pastor, but it was also a pastor at our own church, at our own house. You mm-hmm. know, I saw him praying. I saw him seeking God. And so he wasn't like, that hypocrite father christian father that that people sometimes had because i had friends that had those type of parents and i didn't have that i knew i had real christian parents Mm -hmm. who loved me and so because of that i followed his rules and then i was later in life rewarded with a great husband because i didn't hand my heart out to just anybody Mm -hmm. um i handed it to someone who was worthy of it because he um, was able to wait and, you know, was able to be patient following the the rules that he had set. And so I benefited from that later on in life. And it's the same thing with our Heavenly Father. Um, once we realize how good he is and when we're able to follow his guidelines, later in life, we start seeing all of the blessings and he starts pouring out um, all of his grace and his love on us. And we're like, God, you know, like, it, all of these rules and all of these guidelines that you have and all these commandments, they're for my own benefit, but yeah. you just don't realize it until later on. That's good. Yeah. 
All right. So thank you for being our guest. And where can they find you <laughs> besides your house and church? <laughs> As in, okay, I know you don't have social media. I don't media, have social media. My phone number is, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you can text her at 972 like, what the? My, my social media, I don't know, what's my social the media? I think it's it? The Barber. The Barber? Three E's. The, T-H-E-E-E. And if you guys really need somebody to talk to, I'm always at my barber shop, and people stop by, and they talk to me, and I'm there. 1528. A Street. You don't need to go to get a haircut, Antioch. but if you need somebody to talk to, <laughs> somebody to pray for, I'm there. I'm waiting for you guys. And I love to be somebody that's there for you. Yeah, you guys could also Yeah, find definitely. I feel like church. so many young people are, like, hesitant about reaching out to, like, youth leaders because they feel like they're going to be judged. But I feel like for us, for me, I, I feel so privileged when I'm able to, like, mm-hmm. minister someone or be a part of someone or when someone reaches out to me, I'm like... You know, they they felt comfortable to reach out to me. I feel privileged. So I really I want to encourage people that if they maybe can't talk to their friends because maybe they need someone with a little more experience or wisdom, then legendary youth leaders are really here for you guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. That being said, we do have fuel nights every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at 501 Auto Center Drive. (laughs) We also have legendary youth nights on Fridays at 730 p.m. We have Sunday service on sundays obviously at 10 30 and we have our legendary conference which is legendary encounter um on march 26th and 27th and we also have the invasion tour on march 19th <laughs> that, that was, was a lot, lot. <laughs> i know wow. that was a lot that was <laughs> a lot but guys we need um help okay we need help we need servers we need people to serve on the invasion tour talking about and (laughs) for the um yeah for the invasion tour we're gonna need help so if you guys are interested you know you guys can come up to us or to the pastors or Or any leader dm us because um, we're gonna need as much help. And as Daniel said, he does need help with the signs. So we need help. Yeah, if you're committed, please reach out to him. Also, Overflow Cafe is asking for help. You could DM them on Instagram, which is Overflow Cafe underscore. Um, who else needs help? It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think. The greeting team needs help, or like Friday greeting, greeting team. team. Yeah, yeah, they need help. So also reach out to us for that. And you guys don't have to like know the Bible to to greet people. Yeah. Okay, guys, yeah. like you guys can just and you come don't and serve. Necessarily do you have to be a member to serve? No, not, not to greet. Not to greet. If you want to work, either. you get to work, but that is a step that will come. Okay, yeah. got it. Just, you know. But like you're like wondering. willing to be a member. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, so thank you for listening. And thank you guys for coming and <laughs> thank you guys for having us. Thank you. Anyways. It was an honor. Yeah, <laughs> it was an honor. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Have a blessed week.